1: Welcome to the Point After on WDVE Pittsburgh. The entire Steelers radio broadcast team is here to break down the last game. Here's your host, Missy Matthews. We just got to be
0: vigilant about, number one, working our tails off to keep ourselves and everyone else safe. But number two, uh, not letting some of the challenges of the pandemic be a factor in terms of the quality of our play.
3: Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Point After, and welcome inside the WDVE studios. I'm Missy Matthews with Bill Hillgrove, Tunch Ilkin, and Craig Wolfley. The Steelers are now 9-0, their 12th consecutive win over the Cincinnati Bengals yesterday at Heinz Field. The Steelers winning 36-10, to a record attendance for 2020 of 5,909 members of Steelers Nation. Uh, just a crazy game in terms of the wind and the atmosphere and touch. Uh, no practice for Ben Roethlisberger. He made it look quite easy, though.
1: Oh, you know, you know, that's uh, uh, because he's uh, his 17th year uh, of playing. And, uh, you know, he is a, a natural. He, he 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 does good by uh, viewing the. The. Uh, uh, Coverages, he does well throwing the ball, and uh, you know he doesn't need any practice. And you know, uh, someone asked him uh, to 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 ask uh, uh, Mike Tomlin. Oh yeah, if he could uh, take the
0: next week off.
1: Yes, he can take the next (laughs) week off.
3: I don't think so. I don't know if uh, the rest of his teammates would like that, but Ben yesterday, 27 of 46, 333 yards, four touchdowns. Those went to three different receivers. And, Billy, I know you were talking about this on the broadcast, but this was the sixth time under Mike Tomlin the Steelers did not let the Bengals score more than uh, uh, 10 points or fewer at Heinz Field.
2: I knew that the streak was, I think, in the Tomlin era, 20 points. They've never exceeded.
3: I believe so, that's correct. They didn't
2: threaten that very much yesterday, and give the Steelers defense credit. Um, let's look at uh, the pass efficiency rating of Joe Burrow. He came in at ninety and change and left at seventy-six. Yeah. Uh, you know, just an indication. And the other indication was the offer on third downs. Uh, I
1: think the Steelers defense had control of that game throughout. Do you know, twenty-five and four against rookie quarterbacks. Uh, that that's. That's uh,
3: Since 2004, yeah, Yeah. during the Ben Roethlisberger era. Yeah, so, Wolf, the thing that I liked about the Steelers' offense is it it didn't start as fast as you would have liked maybe on that first drive, but they did come out of the first quarter with a nice lead and kind of set the tone. And, you know, when you're making a rookie quarterback play from behind, that also helps in terms of his efficiency.
0: No question about it, Missy. You know, you look at this. I'm thinking Zach Taylor and his crew, they probably says, you know, It's going to be bad weather, slick on Sunday, you know, um, maybe uh, Ben, he ain't going to practice all week long, so uh, let's say we take away the running game, make Ben beat us, you know what I mean? Stack the box. Yeah, and you know, it sounds like a good idea. After the first four series, Ben was only 5 of 10, 42 yards, and then uh, he hooked up with Deontay, and uh, you know, that 46-yarder, then he finished off the drive with that touchdown strike to Deontay, and... Things change then. And I yeah. think, uh, you know, that that's really where they just turned things around and got her going.
3: Tunch, we talk so much about Ben's play above the neck, you know, right. and just how he it, – it's like playing in the dirt, playing in the backyard, right. you know, drawing up plays. And is that working for the – I feel like the Steelers are embracing that and the no huddle and they, they yeah. are just following his lead.
1: Yeah, uh, and they are embracing that, uh, you know, because uh, one of the things – you look at Ben, and uh, you have complete confidence in him, and he's got complete confidence in himself. And uh, you know when uh, he struggles in the first half, he's going to come out in the second half and throw the ball uh, uh, well. And uh, uh, you know he he does that. Uh, he he does that, and uh, very effective.
0: You know. Being another above the neck guy, right? right. Chalucha? I mean, you know me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if anybody's above the neck, wait a minute, was that meathead? Is that what they used to call? Them? Yeah, Whoa. Meat. Whoa, meathead. Well, I didn't dead know you had neck. a neck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And uh, b- above the neck. Yeah, really? Me- yeah,
0: above. Well, actually, meathead, was it? Because you're dead from the neck up, wasn't that one? Yeah. The- all in the family are the one son-in-law? Meathead. Yeah, meathead. Dead from the neck up. Yep, there you go.
3: <laughs> Billy, I really thought in terms of that deep ball, the 54-yarder to Deontay Johnson, not that Ben needed confidence, but I felt like because there was wind, and you probably didn't know how far you could throw it and what the ball was going to do because we saw that on both sides, especially in the beginning portions of the game, uh, that kind of gave everybody on the offense confidence.
2: Yes, and uh, earlier he threw one for... Chase Claypool that was blown out of bounds. I mean, a good five yards, right? I mean, Ben didn't want to throw it five yards out of bounds, but that's where it ended up. Um, But, you know, he adjusted to it, and I I guess the wind wasn't as strong later in the game, although uh, when we lost you a couple times to the the Gremlins – Uh, and your equipment failed, Uh, you said it wasn't the batteries, it was the wind. So Uh, the wind must have been strong right to the, well, heck, I almost got blown off my feet walking out of the press area, you know, on the ramp. My bag blew over, and then I almost blew over, and thank goodness I was able to grab onto a table.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that sounds good. How do do you bounce? (laughs) you bounce well? I'm a good (laughs) bouncer. I I bounce (laughs) well. I've had many... Ballistic, uncontrolled falls in my life. Can't you picture me rolling down the ramp,
2: all four stories? <laughs>
0: me chasing you. Oh
3: my! <laughs> and it is like a switchback too. You know, it's oh, not yeah. just down. You're going all over the place. <laughs> I did notice, uh, Danny Smith. It wasn't a flag. It wasn't like an official yellow flag. But he had a little yellow something, and he just kept, you know, he'd go out with Jordan Berry, and they just kind of stand there, and, you know, they were really taking note of which way the wind was going. So um, I I promise you, I know Wolf was all warm and comfy in the booth, uh, but it was (laughs) very windy, and it made it very cold, very cold.
2: I remember at one point yesterday you said something about the fact that you were Mighty glad that you weren't on the field yesterday. Yeah. Oh, now you're going to bust me, too. Yeah, yeah, First it's yeah. missing, now Billy.
0: Dead Zooks, man, it's not easy being me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's not hard either.
2: <laughs> That's true. How about Barry? A net of 44.5. Yeah, He's just kicking the air out of it. Was it was remarkable.
0: He It was very remarkable.
3: Yeah, he had punts of 54, 58, and 62. Uh, you know, we should just... Give a little shout out to special teams. We mentioned Chris Boswell uh, and you mentioned the streak and it did not uh, do anything on air. Uh, it did not jinx it. Yeah. Billy's still crossing his fingers for that eyes. one and everything. But yeah, he has made 25 consecutive field goals, the longest active streak in the NFL. He also ranks first in Steelers history now in field goal percentage, 88.1% among kickers with at least 150 field goal attempts.
0: What do you think it was? A couple of years ago, that that whole year was. I gotta believe he was injured somehow. I yeah, have to yeah,
1: believe he, that. He, he, I think he uh, uh, strained his hip flexor, and then that uh, caused him. Uh, they have a little hitch in his yeah, get along when he kicked or something. Yeah, there was something hitch in his get along, and then he, uh and, and then he was uh, uh, not confident. Yeah, uh, mentally he, he, injured. He, yeah, yeah, mentally injured i've uh, been there too
3: <laughs> <laughs> knock on wood though we are glad the boss is back ray ray mcleod a 42 yard punt return i know tunch was holding his breath and hoping that yeah. he was going to score on that one it, it was close um and also ola adaini you know forced that fumble on the punt return benny snell uh picked it up so i, I again special teams i feel like you know a, we were maybe uncertain about a few things. Uh, there was leading a couple up, little but...
0: glitches, but like that one time, they took too much time. and They got called for five yards. Yeah, backed them up a little, and you don't want to do
1: that. And uh, and then uh, the the uh, Bengals uh, the fake punt, fake yeah, punt, the and fake they punt. they got a so there was a, a couple lot. glitches yeah. there, but overall,
0: you know, they I think they rebounded pretty good.
2: But when you punt ten times or more, you're probably going to be able to set somebody up for a fake, right? <laughs>
3: And, and, no and I
2: looked at it that way. I said, you know, uh, you want to blame the special teams. Well, why didn't they see that when Sean Williams ran, what, 36 yards?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah twenty thirty nine, thirty nine. 39. His number
2: is that. 36. That's what confused
0: yeah. me. But, uh, yeah. I, hey, have a fact checker. Check that out because you know how I am. I'm a little loose with facts. 39 <laughs> yards. 39. There we go. There's 39. your fact checker. There you go. That's and my it didn't buddy. lead to anything, did it? Because the Bengals only scored 10 points. So Yeah. Yeah. When did they kick that field goal? It was like, it was a useless field goal. Yeah. I don't know. What I, was that kicking for a, mo- a little morale there or something? It had to be. It was in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And it.
2: Uh, yeah,
3: with 5.05 left.
2: 5.05 to go. Yep. And you kicked the field goal. That was wow. after a sack and a drop. And Bullock <laughs> came through. He was once Steelers property. Yeah. That was a few years ago, but.
3: That was when uh, the summer that Sean Sweezum got hurt at the Hall of Fame game, right? Oh, I remember I think that. we went well, through three different kickers man, in a you very had a short good period of time. Yeah. Well, Sean you know, that Sweezum... Hall of Fame game is ingrained in my head uh, of just, you know, the field. There was no real locker room. I just remember players were coming out, you know, doing interviews on the field. And
1: yeah, that was. That, that was...
3: really cost Sweezum his career.
1: Yeah, Sean Sweezum, uh, did, did he tear his ACL?
3: It was something. I mean, it was season ending. I yes. think so, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I don't know. It was a tough way for a goon to go. Remember, yeah. he was a hockey goon when he was right, growing up.
1: Right, 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 right,
0: right. You know, we always we used to kid him all the time about it when he was growing up in Canada. We called him the kicking Canuck.
3: I think he still yes. plays in an adult league hockey. Yeah, He's probably a league, goon in that here. one too. <laughs> Don't you played
0: in one? Right, right, right,
2: right. With I Splat. played on
1: the uh, uh, Pittsburgh Celebrity ho- Ice Hockey Team, and, and Jack Lambert was yeah. one of the players. Yeah, Jack and uh, uh, Joey Mullen and uh, Jay Caulfield, uh, Bill Hurley, um, and uh, we we had a. F- we had a great time. But
2: somehow I can't picture Jack Splat not checking because right. that's a, that was against the rules in your league, right?
1: Yeah, no, no, no. We, he checked. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, well, checked the, I checked too. He's above the rules. Oh, did well. Yeah,
1: you know when I when uh, uh, I hit uh, one guy uh, with my head in the back uh, in the back, uh, uh, Lammy said, uh, uh, touch you can't do that." <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, really. Huh? All
3: right, guys. Well, it is time now for the IBEW electrifying moment of the game brought to you by IBEW local number five. Wolf, you always get to go first, so we're going to okay. stick with it because we are on a nine game win streak. I
0: can't help myself. I got to, uh, I, I I like to look for the unusual ones and ones that kind of grab me. And I really thought when um, in the third quarter, around 11 minute mark, when the uh, Jordan Berry punted that 58 yarder and Justin Lane hit the guy yes. Erickson the moment he touched the ball it was so beautiful and it was such a kamikaze uh run by by Justin and he did it without any hesitation and he just it's like he knew that ball was there and he went after the guy and I just thought that was an absolutely electrifying moment if you've been around football and you see plays like that you know they're so very rare to be able to hook it up that tight that Strong and I, I thought it was great. Great job by uh, the young man. I thought uh, you know it was just beautiful. Yeah,
1: when you know uh, punt return, uh, Ray Ray McLeod when he uh, uh, dashed forty two yards, man, that that was electrifying. Is that yours? Me, yeah. That's uh, oh
0: two special teams.
2: Which touchdown did Ben throw it in the tight window with coverage? Was it It Claypool or was it Deontay Deontay Johnson? Johnson. Yeah, there me, was that, two
0: of them, though, because Claypool was a tight window, too. Yeah, yeah but yeah.
2: That, that just told me. On a windy day, he's putting the ball in tight windows. Mm-hmm. At that point, the Bengals had to say, are the buses warmed up? <laughs> it's time to go back home. <laughs>
1: and, and uh, you know, um, when uh, Juju uh, caught that touchdown pass, you know, I was excited. that was nice, yeah, but it was it was that like window that Bill was talking about
2: though Okay, that well, nice. which uh, yeah, but have you seen it on I, I saw it today because my brother played it for me, yeah, uh, on social media where he throws the ball to his dad
1: right. yeah.
3: that was after his touchdown. after
2: yeah, his touchdown, was... and it was not a short pass, and he threw a good pass, and yeah. his dad made the catch. Yeah. and it was
3: his dad's birthday.
2: It was. That's why he threw it to
3: his parents. Yep. Uh, That was his mom and his dad. It was his dad's birthday. Took him out to dinner afterwards, too.
0: That's wonderful. That's a great birthday. Did you ask him to be picked up the check, though? I mean, I just I would hope so. I'm just saying. I did
3: not, but I would hope so. I'm not saying. I'm just (laughs) saying. All right. Well, now we're talking about food, so we're going to take a quick break here on (laughs) the point after when we return. Much more about the Steelers' win over the Bengals at Heinz Field. Yesterday, you're listening to DBE.
1: Back to the
0: point after on DVE. For the goal line,
2: pass is caught, touchdown Pittsburgh, Deontay Johnson on the post pattern, and the defender had no chance to take it away from him.
3: Welcome back to the point after, everybody. Missy Matthews with Bill Hillgrove, Tunch Ilkin, and Craig Wolfley. That was Deontay Johnson's first quarter touchdown, gave the Steelers a 12 to nothing lead. And Billy, that was your electrifying moment of the game, and this was Deontay's first 100 yard receiving game of the season. Um, I know he has been heavily involved, and Ben is doing a great job of just. Spreading it out, and he even said at one point post game, you know, at one point he looked at the sideline and said, "Give me James Washington, like let's get everybody involved. We have a lot of weapons, and you know, let's let's mess with them." Well,
2: you said it earlier uh, that Ben trusts himself. I think I see him trusting every receiver right. on the active roster, and it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, you're open. You're going to get the ball. Get open. Yeah. And and we also had the discussion, at however brief, and maybe we can expand upon it, has this offense under Randy Feetner and Matt Canada become a West Coast offense?
1: It is, it is, it is. The, the, he the hates short, to hear that, that wolf Wolfman. The, the short passing game, um, and uh, uh, Deontay Johnson had hundred and sixty sixteen yards uh, and his uh, average of 19.3, long 46 Uh, he's, he's great. Hmm. Uh, you know, he's fast and he runs great routes and he's got good hands. And, uh, I, I, I admire him.
3: Okay. So why, why do you feel like it's transitioning or is that just what the offense has to do to win?
1: Yeah, it's the, uh, it's what the offense has to do to win. Um, you know, uh, one of the things in the West coast offense, uh, it, uh, the uh, saying is get the ball into the hands of your big play guys and uh, that's what uh, Ben's doing uh, and uh, Ben's doing it and he's you know he's uh, throwing slants he's throwing uh, crossing routes he's throwing outs he's throwing checkdowns, and he's uh, he's and he's throwing sharp. it down the field too yeah I mean
0: Deontay Ebron he caught on a seam route I mean he is really throwing right. it all over the place. Yeah. And I wonder how much of this – I see him sometimes he's redirecting guys and it makes me wonder, all right, is this some part of the game plan or is this something he's just picked up on? Because you go back to Philly and you see how he arranged to get Claypool on Avery, the linebacker, for that touchdown. Right, Even to the point where he basically told Philly what they were doing. <laughs> and, I, and I, you sit there and you go, wow, that's, that's having real mastery over an offense when you can virtually – Tell the guys what's coming and still execute it. It's
1: amazing. Yeah, Ben Ben is uh, uh, very confident, and the guys are confident in him.
3: So why do you not like what Tunch is saying, that it, it's looking like a West Coast offense?
1: Only because it's West
0: Coast. I mean, you know, <laughs> I come from the days of your Tunch, from the days of your when, yards uh, you know. Three in a cloud Yeah, of we hearken back to the trapping game when it was like uh, running into parked cars in a parking lot. Well, you know you what know, I mean? Well, it was just well, a, well, a different way. Well, but I enjoy that type of game. I enjoy the fact that there were there was a, a lot of fun in the fact that it was 10-7, 14-7, 17-14, those sorts of games. They were fun because at the end of the day, you stood and you looked and go, you know, you find out who the better guy was there. You're there three hours across from each other. You have at it. Yeah, it's just fun.
1: Yeah, well, you. It's not today. No, it's not. It's 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 not. not And I'm just. I
0: just. I refuse to give up on the days of yore. So
1: (laughs) you know, uh, the West Coast offense is uh, Ben's throwing it. He's
0: virtually doing that when he empties, especially when he goes empty backfield. Right. He's doing a lot of great stuff with it. There's no doubt. I just wish I would like to see them have a little bit more oomph in the running game and the fact – and they don't need it right now because right now this is what's working. I get it. But as we progress along and the uh, windows of opportunity grow smaller with better defenses as they progress towards the playoffs and that – And the weather. I think they're going to need a running game. Yep.
1: So – and so Ben uh, sets up quick, gets rid of the ball quick. And – you know he's got uh, the the receivers i think
0: he's got more variation than the than the, the old west coast offense yeah, per se, yeah, yeah. you know with all the elements but yeah he's he's getting it done so he's getting it done do it he's, just do it baby he's
1: throwing the ball well
3: 24 or more points in each of the 9 games this season um You know, and I feel like every week, Billy, we're saying, okay, what number 300-yard game is it? There's just different things that I don't feel like we've talked about in recent years. You know, this was his 69th 300-yard passing game of his career. That's regular season and postseason. That is now a franchise record seventh in NFL history, also his 124th multiple touchdown game of his career, Mm -hmm. uh, regular and postseason for that. That's another franchise record, eighth in NFL history. So I I do agree. It just feels – it feels different, you know, and I know Ben wasn't here in 2019 uh, for – except for those six quarters. Uh, We don't want to talk about that game in New England in week one but it does feel like something is clicking. And like you said, the empty sets and even just, you know, the four wide receivers with Ebron, I just feel like Ebron has brought so much to this offense um, through free agency.
2: When's the last time you saw the Steelers line a tight end up wide and Ebron does it more than once a game. Right. And uh, he's not really a tight end. He's just another receiver.
1: And he runs a seam route. Uh, Great. And, uh, You know, when he ran his seam route, uh, Ben threw it on the mark and uh, uh, Eric Ebron caught it.
2: And how about the one-handed catch? I didn't notice it
0: until the replay because
2: it was away from us. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Wow. Oh, that was a two ball.
0: Yeah, that is a two ball. <laughs> As Bruce, this is Bruce Gretkowski. Gretkowski would tell us.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, if you brought up the run game, and I did see a uh, stat floating around on Twitter today, so I will share it before I pose my question. Mm. Uh oh. The Steelers have rushed, they rushed for a season low 44 yards yesterday against the Bengals. Less than 50 in their last three games. The rest of the NFL, this is just the 2020 season, is 3-14-1 when rushing for less than 50 yards. So is it just because the Steelers don't need to do it? Uh, It's because
0: they have Ben. You know, Ben is the difference maker. But here's the point. Hold on. Here's the point. With Ben... Right now, because they stacked the box early, I went back and I watched film. Right. And they had more people jammed in there than I – wow, I mean, it was like sardines. And uh, Ben just spread the guys out. Right. And then he just started to find the guys that were open. And I think normal teams can't survive at less than 50 yards per game, right? But Ben, with Ben, you can.
1: You know, uh, Cincinnati uh, started running the Bear defense. And, uh, you know, when, with the bare defense, you, you have, uh, a, a bunch of guys in the box, you have, uh, the corners, uh, on press coverage and, uh, you know, he's going to throw it long or he's going to throw it, uh, he's going to throw the slants or he's going to throw the cl- crossing routes.
3: Now, do you think that since he did that because they saw Dallas do it from our previous game?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I thought that, well, you well, know. since
0: he's been running the double since eagle all yeah, along, since he, double since eagle and bear, running, just variations on a theme. Since he's
1: been running the bear defense, uh, the double eagle, uh, when the defensive ends come down and uh, uh, play in the three technique, uh, in the gap between the guard uh, and the tackle, uh, and uh, they, they, they uh, do a five-man front.
2: I'm puzzled by them willing to stack the box and put the pressure on a beleaguered secondary. They had two corners that didn't play, Phillips and Sin. They were both uh, deactivated. Then Mackenzie Alexander got hurt in the, what, first quarter? And uh, you've got four guys left, and you're still stacking the box, asking those four guys to cover the whole field. And against Ben and this group of receivers, to me, that's
0: fatal. Right. Well, I thought, again, they went in with the idea that, look, our best chance, Ben ain't practicing all week. We know it. All right. So even as great as Ben is, if he doesn't have a week of practice, most people are mortal. They're humans. And they, you know, they need some sort of practice.
3: Not just 50 throws on a Friday.
0: Exactly. You know, is that what he did?
3: He said he threw 50 balls on Friday.
0: Yeah, who? To his wife and kids? I mean, you (laughs) know. So so you you go into the idea that this guy has not had a a, a timing throw under any sort of duress at all. And then you go with the idea that it's going to be windy, 22-mile-an-hour winds. It's going to be slick and wet. I think maybe our best chance is to stack it so they can't run the ball and make him throw it. And then he proved (laughs) it didn't matter. And, you know, the fact is that if they would have done their history, Zach Taylor, five years ago to the day, I believe it was, was when Ben hurt his foot, was black and blue, sat out all week. Landry Jones started. The
3: 2015 yeah. season.
0: and what happens? They, the Browns in a very Brownsian move. They <laughs> knock out Landry Jones to bring Ben in <laughs> off the bench, who then sets a record of quarterbacks coming off the bench with 376 and three TDs or something like that. I mean, it's hilarious. When you think about it, you're going to really knock out Landry so you can get Ben back on the field. (laughs) Wow. Just to whip you yet again.
3: The one thing I did, you know, Ben spoke to the media via Zoom, of course, on Saturday after the extended walkthrough. And the one thing he did say with not being able to be at practice because they brought up that game, Wolf, that you mentioned against the Browns. He broke every backup quarterback record possible, I think, (laughs) that day. But he said, you know, even when you don't practice, you can at least stand behind the quarterback. You can stand next to Randy. You can right. hear different things, and they have some 360 thing where apparently he can go back it's and the watch virtual every reality. snap. I've
0: seen it, yeah. yeah.
3: But he said there's you miss something about physically being there, even if it's taking a mental rep, but hearing it. So um, I guess where do you guys stand in terms of, not that we haven't said already how great Ben did yesterday with, what he dealt with but the fact that you even missed that that was something you know I didn't really think about because we said oh yeah you know Ben always he doesn't practice on Wednesdays that's usually just Ben's day off um but he did miss that
0: well in my mind the ability in in Tunch knows this the mental gymnastics part of being a vet that's so very important right and you do that all the time even when you're taking your Wednesdays off or we never had Veterans Day off, so the only time you were taking mental gymnastics stuff was when you were hurt, legitimately so. But the fact is that he's got seventeen years of all this experience. So you're talking about game brains, greatness, and uh, excellency all coming together, you know, and being able to marshal those resources. And it doesn't hurt to do the virtual reality, but the fact is, you want to be there in person because the here's the other thing: guys want to see you. Yeah. You know, when you're when you're one of the guys in the huddle and that guy is, is either Bradshaw or Ben, those are the two of the guys that you just believe you always, always, always have a fighting chance no matter what the score is.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then uh, uh, when Ben struggles in the first half, he comes out in the second half and he lights it up.
3: All right, let's take a look uh, quickly. The AFC North, just because, you know, we... We were Patriots fans for a very short second last night. They beat the Ravens twenty-three to seventeen. So the Steelers, of course, at nine and zero. The Ravens now at six and three. The Browns are also at six and three. And the Bengals, two six and one. I know Wolf. We've already talked today about big picture, looking at the AFC. But it is crazy to think as we sit here today after Week Ten, Steelers are one. The Chiefs are 8-1 there, 2. Then the Bills, the Colts, the Raiders, the Dolphins, the Ravens would be the seven seed since there's an extra team that make it this year. And on the outside looking in, it's crazy. The Titans, you know, the team that everybody remembers what they did in the playoffs last year. Uh, So much hype. Just go back to when we played them, you know, a few weeks ago. It was like, wow, this is the team to beat. Um, They are on the outside looking in right now, and so are the Cleveland Browns. And it's crazy to think there could be three AFC North teams potentially in the playoffs this year.
1: Well, Cincinnati beat uh, Tennessee last week or two weeks ago. And uh, you know, and they've hammered. They did them. it with a backup line, yeah, they, giving they, up they, no sacks. Yeah, they they did it with a backup line. Four out of five uh, backups.
0: And the one guy, at Redmond, was the guy they picked up off the street, plugged in, you know, onto the practice roster and signed, and he started from week four on. You know, it's it's to me, I, I can't even get over the fact that you know you. Steelers went down and struggled so much with Tennessee and what a great game that was. Yeah, yeah. And then you have Cincinnati. They come rolling in there. They rushed for over a hundred yards, yeah. put 250 passing yards up. And they did that all with basically backup guys.
1: And Shaq Calhoun
0: played well. Yeah, he did.
3: I think Billy, it proves anybody can beat anybody. Uh, I know we don't like the word trap game. Cause it feels like everybody's coming for the Steelers when you're the un- only undefeated team left. Um, but it, I, I don't know. It's, It's a fun NFL season. I know we're in the middle of a Mm -hmm. pandemic, but when it's just football, it it definitely brings some joy to you, for sure. I
2: am not a mathematician, but I think up until yesterday. Let me help you out, Billy.
3: Okay. (laughs) Fact (laughs) checker.
1: (laughs) Above the neck. Walk walk your chair
2: over here so you can crib.
3: (laughs) Uh, The
2: Eagles, as of yesterday, had a chance to clinch their division before the Steelers would. I don't know that that's any mathematically longer the case.
0: You mean the NFC? Three least? five right. Three three, five and one, right?
3: But look at the Giants, they've been winning recently well, too. I, I, <laughs> it's nuts.
0: You know, it really is all about what Chaluch always says, and he says it's the landscape changes all the time. Whether it's a week, a month, every time you look around, every... somebody gets hurt, somebody's ascending, somebody's descending. It just it is that way.
1: The uh uh the landscape of the NFL changes every four weeks.
3: All right, well, we have to talk about Joe Burrow and his welcome uh, greeting by T.J. Watt and company to the AFC North. We will do that right after this break. The point after continues.
0: Back to the point after on DVE.
2: He's back with 29 seconds. It's T.J. Watt with the second sack of the game back across the 45-yard line. Burrow said, I ain't. And I'm, I'm having trouble dealing with number 90.
3: Welcome back to The Point After, everybody. That was one of TJ Watts' two sacks yesterday against the Bengals. He had four tackles, four quarterback hits, the two sacks, two tackles for loss. i Missy Matthews with Bill Hillgrove. Tunch, Oaken and Craig Woofley taking you to the top of the hour here and uh, another victory Monday. And, guys, the best part about T.J. Watt's postgame press conference yesterday, they were asking him a lot of questions, of course, about Joe Burrow. You are the number one overall draft pick. And he said, well, you know, here with the Pittsburgh Steelers, we welcome rookie quarterbacks to the AFC North in an appropriate way. And I, I think uh, Joe Burrow, you know, Bud Dupree posted a photo. He was taking him down, but kind of bear hugging him. And Burrow even said after the game, they got after me, but they helped me stay upright and didn't, you know, give me that extra oomph uh, yeah, yesterday.
1: They they, they played uh, uh, soft with him. Uh, you know, T.J. Watt, two sacks. Robert Splane, one sack. Bud Dupree a sack uh and uh, uh they they didn't uh slam him
0: well they put him down a couple of good times yeah, and yeah. he had nine quarterback hits i mean basically i thought they turned that pocket into an osha workplace violation he, he, you know he, I mean? he limped off the field a couple times yeah he times. was his ankle was yeah. was jacked up so i don't know um i know that they they got i think what he was saying was they didn't follow through and fall on him in a lot of the right. you know but the fact is you know you, you they're trying they're they're, they're Trying to be respectful and, and about your and be clean in your play in the you know playing ball, but they got after him and uh, I I thought they did a good job because it was needed at the time. You know if you remember it didn't start coming on until late in the first half, right? Early in the third quarter they started to run those twists and man they started to get home. The twists worked well. The twists worked very well. Yeah. yeah. And AJ Green didn't help him
2: at all. Yeah. AJ had no catches. When's the last time he faced the Steelers healthy? Yeah, and ended up empty. I, I you know that. Well, that.
1: Joe Hayden uh, 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 blanketed him. Uh, uh, AJ Green, uh, you know what? I I I think that AJ Green is uh, beyond his. Uh, you know he beyond. Right, his, he's uh, he's peaked. Yeah, he's well. Peaked. He the
0: problem is he had injuries. You know, he had the toe thing, then he had the ankle right. thing, and so. Over 2017, 18, or something, it was like nine out of 32. He only played nine out of the last 32 games right. for the Bengals. And, you know, that, you know that's why they got T. Higgins. That's why they got all the rest oh, of these guys. T. They, Higgins is woo. good.
3: Tyler you know, Boyd.
0: Yeah, Tyler Boyd is Auden terrific. Tate, yeah, Auden Tate's another big guy. Uh, yeah. They, they could play big receivers. They could play in that International Association. Yeah. Their tight
2: ends are average. What's that? Oh. And oh, and speaking of which, Baltimore CJ. loses Nick Boyle, right? I yeah. saw that. Yeah, Ooh, season that ending last night. Oh night. Yep. my! So, oh, I, by the way, just to bring up streaks, we've talked about the streak that the Steelers have with sacks. We've talked about Big Al's streak. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about Ben's streak. How about Cam Sutton's streak? Yes. Force fumbles in three straight games. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. That's a pretty good streak. That is impressive, and we hope it continues the rest of the way. No yeah. question
1: about it. Cam Sutton is uh, is a great athlete, and he's great coverage guy. He high points the ball, and he strips the ball.
3: He played a season high fifty snaps yesterday, and I know a lot of it. Uh, you know, he's part of that James Conner, T.J. Watt, Juju Smith Schuster draft class, and. Sometimes he's the forgotten member. Josh Dobbs, too. I know Josh left and came back. But, um, you know, Cam's son filling in for Mike Hilton a lot. You know, that shoulder injury, they were hoping to get Mike Hilton back. He's been practicing right. a little bit each week, a little bit more. Uh, they did get Tyson back. But even, you know, the dime package they were using a lot with Marcus Allen and Antoine Brooks. Antoine Brooks only played special teams his first uh, all season last week. So I think, you know, they're doing some creative things because they talk so much about – Mike Hilton, and you know, he's so good at blitzing, so good in the run defense. And um, it was really good, I thought, for those young guys who, who knows if you're going to need them down the stretch. We have a lot of football left to play. Get some reps in, get acclimated to the Steelers defense, acclimated to the NFL speed. So I, I thought it was a good learning game in terms of that for those guys, and they contributed too.
1: Yeah, Missy, uh, 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 Mike Hilton is not as good in coverage as Cam Sutton,
0: but Cam Sutton is not as good at blitzing as Mike Hilton. Right, and that's the problem. Mike Hilton has this thing; he's got a little stealth mode to him. (laughs) You know, they even talk about it. On the, I was I was talking with Terrell Edmonds about it. You know, when doing the show, and I said, "What, "What do you guys, you know, hassle him about?" He goes. He, he's, like, invisible at times. They can't see him. <laughs> He'll weave his – and he, the other thing he does, he picks his way through the tall timber. Right. You know, he's just – you got that knack. You know, it's like you with the punching. Right. You had that knack, that timing. Mm-hmm. And and Mike Hilton has the same way. Time the snap, time, uh, you know, the blitz, um, and also make yourself as unobtrusive somehow as you can going in between the, the redwood trees. And he somehow pulls it off.
1: And he ducks uh, uh, when uh, – uh, 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 when guards are kind of trying to kick him out, he ducks and uh, he, he yeah, he,
0: it's called survival.
2: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that man's bigger than I am. I better yeah. figure out a way to survive.
3: <laughs> uh, we haven't mentioned, and I know Billy, you were calling for trying to figure it out. They had a call on Elias for this one, but the Bengals o for 13 on third down, um, just a remarkable showing by the Steelers defense. You talked about Joe Hayden a little bit. Tunch, you know, they kind of picked on him a little bit, and he he proved that. You know, right. he he. You will not mess with Joe Hayden. He has kind of like been that above the neck veteran. Um, and according to Elias, the last time the Steelers held a team 0 for whatever on third down, it was the Eagles in 2004. They held them to 0 and 8 on third down.
0: That's remarkable. Yeah, it really is remarkable. You watch it, I thought that they played a tighter third-down coverage than we'd seen in the past. They, they they contested the catches. You know, they came up and uh, they blitzed at times. They, right. You know, the, the the pass rush got to him. So, I you know, whatever they're doing about it, keep doing it. I, yes, really I, I love
1: the way Joe Hayden uh, came off the field. He was always smiling. Yeah, he was always smiling. When you play well, you smile. Yeah, you smile.
2: <laughs> yeah. What do you have? Three PBU's yesterday.
1: Yeah.
3: Yes.
2: Yeah, and he, I believe, leads the Steelers in that department, doesn't he?
3: I think he. I mean, if hold on, let me pull up his game notes. Uh, Joe Hayden. If you go back to even when he was drafted, he's one or two, I think, since then. Um, recorded four tackles, three passes defended. He has twenty-six passes defended. Second in the NFL since 2019.
2: Mm. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Yeah.
3: Yeah. First in the NFL since 2010. That was the year he was drafted with 146 career passes defended.
2: And you mentioned the offer being 2004. It hasn't happened in the league until yesterday since 2012.
3: Right. Right. Yeah, The
2: team went over on third downs.
3: Uh, the other thing Joe Hayden said that I like, Tunch, is he said, you know, we played a game of cat and mouse with Joe Burrow. We wanted him to not know what was happening. We disguised some of our coverages. We knew he was getting antsy trying to check and, you know, get his guys ready. And then we, you know, we, we found out what we could mess with him with.
1: Uh, you know, Missy, he, he's, uh, uh, he's got a, a quick release and a quick uh, setup. And uh, it's a short passing, quick passing game.
0: Burrow did a—I well, I should say—the Steelers did a nice job of disguising the right. back end. They yeah. were playing all the, you know, doing the sugaring yeah. look. they you know, the, I finally figured out what coffee housing is. That's where you're neither here nor there. Yeah. That's what uh, they used to say. Troy did all the time. Mike Logan always say, yeah, Troy's coffee House. I go, what's coffee house?" Well, so you're neither here nor there. You're not You're not too deep shell. You're yeah. not up in the box. You're just hanging right on the edge. And it's like, okay, all right, now you can see it.
3: When you look at Joe Burrow's stat line overall, uh, 21 of 40, 213 yards, one touchdown, no interception. But when you break it down in just the second half, five for 15 and 24 yards.
2: And zero rushing yards. We, right. we were told he's a threat, and yeah. it never right. never materialized yesterday. Right?
3: Yeah, they. I can't remember if it was Cam or TJ. They were asking a bunch of the defensive guys about that after the game, and they said, you know, that's something we knew he liked to do, and we made sure that, you know. He knew that he shouldn't do that.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, he is he's an athlete. The guy's very athletic. He's able to run. Obviously. The moxie. Yeah, moxie. You know that's that
3: was the word coach Tomlin used about him.
0: Well, the thing I always remember Mike saying this past week was a fluid decision maker, and I think that really stood out about mm-hmm. that
1: kid. Yeah, yeah, he, he's
0: not it's not like he doesn't know where to go with the ball. Yeah. You know, he knows. Well, and he's just got a lot of as my, as you just said, moxie.
1: You know, one of the things he uh, stares at uh, the rush. And, but he doesn't panic. No, Uh, he, he throws the ball and uh, he better
0: not because his line kept turning people loose on him, you (laughs) know, in the previous games, a lot of lookout blocks.
3: (laughs) 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 Well, guys, I want to give you a little bit more of a fun fact on the consecutive streak, which is up to 66 now games with at least one sack. Okay. This is NFL media research. I cannot take credit for this, but I do like this and I think you will as well. Now, this entire uh, stat, streak, whatever we want to call it, is during the Super Bowl era. So it's not like an all-time NFL record, so let me preface with that. Now, the Steelers uh, currently in the Super Bowl era is at 60, okay? When you look at the other teams that have done that, of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at 69. The Steelers can tie that record against the Washington football team. The teams uh, to also do this. The Cowboys did it twice, from 1968 to 1972, and then 1976 to 1980. 61 games, 68 games. The Bucks, of course, at 69. All three of those teams won the Super Bowl.
0: Hmm. I like that. That's good mojination.
3: I know that was wordy. I hope I got that across <laughs> correctly. But I said, okay, all three of those. So let's keep this streak going. Not that we didn't want to anyways, but... Good imagination. Yeah,
0: there you go. Yeah, good imagination indeed. All those signs; those are important. You know, they're encouraging. That's all, because right now it's it's game by game, and you got to stay the course. Yeah. And the biggest thing I think for them, their biggest challenge is to stay humble. Yeah. When you stay humble, then you give credence to your work ethic. You make sure that you know you're all for one and one for all. That sort of thing, and that is what I think uh, this team is is built on and what they have to continue to do, stay humble. When you stay humble, you're hungry.
1: And stay hungry. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The, the, you, you, you know, uh, be intense, be focused, and uh, Mike Tomlin has uh, those guys getting that way.
2: How about the Steelers' record against the AFC? It's 71.4%. Yeah. That's, that's pretty darn good. Mike Tomlins is even better at 72.8. Yeah. Uh, you got to give him credit. At some point in time, you must say he's, he's a great coach. He's yeah. a difference maker.
1: He is a great coach, and he's a great guy and is a great man. A great leader of men. A great leader of men.
3: No doubt guys. And as TJ Watt said yesterday, the train keeps rolling, <laughs> taking it one game at a time. And that next game will be on Sunday down in Florida. The Steelers will be visiting the one and eight Jacksonville Jaguars. They lost yesterday in Green Bay twenty-four to twenty. It was a close game, so uh we will be back here next Monday to recap all of it. So thanks so much, everybody, for joining us Trade here on the point Trade after keeps for Bill Hillgrove, Tunch Ilkin and Craig Wolfley. I'm Missy Matthews. Have a great night, everybody. We will see you next week.